Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Brustling Unlimited, as we are here on the 3rd of August, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on NXT, not on USA, but on Sci-Fi. Yep. Excuse me, NXT on Sci-Fi. I thought the show was good. I didn't think it was great or anything. I thought the show could have been better. There was times where I'm kind of just like, okay, we're, okay, cool. Like, there, there were some things where I was just like, mm, okay, whatever. I get where this is going, but I'm not super invested in this. But with that, again, I thought the show was good. I didn't think there was anything bad about tonight's NXT. But with that, thinking about it, you know, building up to NXT TakeOver 36. NXT TakeOver 36, the night after SummerSlam. Still kind of weird that they're doing it that way, but SummerSlam has to be on Saturday because of the venue they're in. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Again, I mean, the more I keep talking, the more I'm kind of just like, maybe I didn't really like this show that much. But, but I did enjoy the show. Like I said, there wasn't anything I didn't like. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways, either by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel on Twitch, just like a Broken King Slender did recently for 13 months now at Tier 1. Or if you say, I don't want to give you my real money, but I pay Amazon for Amazon Prime, then you could still subscribe to the channel. You can subscribe with Amazon Prime, which in turn gives you Prime Gaming. Bada bing, bada boom. That gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel here on Twitch. And we greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here. Right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. On the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out in the live chat. By donating a super chat or a super sticker. All super chats do get read live on the air. And you can subscribe to the channel as a channel member. Getting early access to news. Early access to podcasts. Early access to non-news videos. And so much more. Also remember, if you miss any of this podcast. And you don't want to watch it back on video. They are all available on the many different audio platforms out there. Like Apple Podcasts or it's called. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and so much more. But with that, we got NXT to talk about. NXT kicked off with tag team action. It was Hit Rose, Ashanti, The Adonis, and Top Dalla taking on Legado Del Fantasmas, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild. So, like any grudge match, well, what does this match start with? A brawl. After things settled down, we got a, a tag match. Top Dollar displayed strength and power early. He manhandled Wild. The tides turned when Escobar caused a distraction and a low bridge by Mendoza sent Adonis crashing to the floor. Legado Del Fantasma worked over Adonis through a commercial break, including quick tags and double-team maneuvers. Got a hot tag to Top Dollar and he cleaned house. Escobar then smacked Top Dollar with a steel chair. Referee saw it, caused the disqualification. So Escobar continues his assault after the match. 
Escobar hit top dollar with a few uh for uh, with a steel chair a few times. Then Escobar sent top dollar crashing into the steps. Legado del Fantasma turned their attention on Isaiah Scott. They held him for a while. And Escobar hit Scott with the chair. Escobar then stole Scott's grill right out of his mouth. Top Dollar, though, eventually got to his feet. He was quite angry. B-Fab jumped in and hit Wild with a chair. Top Dollar struck him, or struck with a shotgun dropkick on Escobar. Adonis then took down Mendoza, and Scott got some revenge as well, executing his finisher on Mendoza. The heel soon fled, and Escobar still had Scott's grill. Yep, he still got that grill. I thought this was all right. Nothing special here, to be honest. It's kind of just like, oh, they're all going to brawl. Yeah, it's a tag team match, but everybody's got to get involved. Even B-Fab. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. Like It wasn't bad, but it just it didn't do it for me. And, and in turn, this is really all just going to lead to, most likely, a takeover 36, we're defending against Escobar. General Manager William Regal bought a team of security guards and stated that they're here to watch over Samoa Joe till takeover. Security was supposed to keep Joe and Cross apart. Uh, with the history of security in WWE and pro wrestling at that, I doubt that they're going to be able to keep those two apart. And as we saw later, they may be able to keep them apart, but for how long? Also, guys, remember, if you want to be part of tonight's show, you can do so by texting in. The number's right down there and in the live chat, 510 906 1341. And that number is 510-906-1341. So Dexter Loomis was drawing some creepy pictures. Got a recap of Ridge Holland and his return last week. And then, well, he's up next in action where he destroyed Ikamenjiro. Jiro's basically fed to the monster. Jiro landed a few strikes. And that was really it. The rest of this match was Holland destroying Hickamanjiro. Holland cover, uh, countered a top rope move by shoving Jiro right off the top rope, and Jiro crashed to the floor. At one point, Holland tore off Jiro's uh, jacket. Holland tossed the jacket out of the ring. That almost fired up Jiro, but then he was suplexed by Holland instead. Holland ended the match with a power slam. Followed by the three count. Out would then come Pete Dunn, and he cut a promo on behalf of Holland. Dunn warned Thatcher and Ciampa to watch out. He said, a man like this can knock out all your teeth. And then, because you're so beat down, you won't even be able to pick them back up. Eh. I don't know where this is going. Yeah, you have three on two. You have Ciampa and Thatcher against Lorkin, Dunn, and Holland. Who's Ciampa and Thatcher going to add? I have no clue. Kushida, because Kushida just randomly gets added to things when you need an extra third man. Frankie Monet was being interviewed in the back. She was very upset that she lost her tag team match last week with Jesse Kamea. She said that she let Robert Stone and Kamea know what's up. Monet blames Stone's botched interference for the loss. She said that Stone and Kamea are used to being, quote, losers. But Monet does not even know what that word means. Monet said, for the group to work, they have to rebuild in Monet's image. She is in charge. Next up, we had a pretty good match. It was Roderick Strong versus Bobby Fish. I get why they did the match. Where is it? 
Again, another question here. What is this leading to? Yes, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish was a really good match. Pretty darn good match at that. But where is this leading to just, oh, Diamond Mine picked up a good win? I don't know what the plan is for Diamond Mine, and I can't tell. Like, there's, What is Diamond Mine? Two guys? A coach and a manager? I don't know. They still haven't really told us what Diamond Mine is, even though Strong and, and Bivens cut a promo last week. There was some intense grappling early on as the match went into a picture-in-picture break like a minute and a half in. Strong was reeling during the commercial break, but then gained control. Fish fought back as the show returned from break, and Strong struck him down. It was a comeback by Fish with a series of kicks, a lot of kicks, in fact, including a mule kick. Um, Going forward, Strong cut him off, cut off Fish, that is, with a backbreaker. He traded near falls, and Fish got a two count. Fish again came back with a kick, and this time a roundhouse that led to a near fall. Fish went for a high-risk move off the ropes, but being briefly distracted by Diamond Mine, this allowed uh, Roderick Strong to uh, shove Fish off the top rope. Strong then hit a jumping knee lift, and Strong followed this up with a falling backbreaker to pick up the victory. But with that, Diamond Mine gets the win. Roderick Strong beats Bobby Fish. And then what? Bobby Fish just goes away for a while. I don't know what you do with Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish just seems like a guy that's just going to be used for guys that need to get wins. Um, Daniel Molinax with the Super Chat donation. Really do appreciate that. He says, I don't know what I was watching. NXT or a primetime soap opera. If you're talking about that main event, oh, we'll get into it. We will get into it. So next up, we have the Grizzled Young Vets, James Drake and Zach Gibson, against L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. So Knight made Grimes wrestle in his butler outfit, and Knight also made Grimes start the match. Knight soon tagged in when Grimes had Drake under control. Knight was soon getting his butt kicked. Knight had to tag out. Grimes leapt into the ring with a flying crossbody in, a butler, in the butler's outfit. There was a blind tag that allowed Drake to waylay on Cameron Grimes. There's got some heat on Grimes, but soon he created some separation. Knight would then refuse to tag in, and Grimes got mad. He threw the gloves down in anger, and Grimes took off the coat. He mentioned, and he motioned for Grizzly Young Veterans, bring it. They brought it, and they double-teamed him. Grimes made a comeback, though. He punted Drake and caught Gibson in a running Spanish fly. He got two off of it. Grimes signaled for the cave-in, but was outnumbered. Grizzly Young Vets and hit him with a double-team finisher, called the ticket to, ticket to Mayhem, and Drake pinned Grimes because, well, LA Knight wouldn't help him at all. After the match, Ted DiBiase would walk down to ringside. and He told Grimes, hey, He's never going to have your back. You don't need to do this. You're more than this. DiBiase told Grimes that he has to figure out a way out of this situation. Then we got a Dakota Kai video, and this was masterpiece. This was a masterpiece. I loved this video. Dakota Kai said it 18 months ago. I needed someone to watch my back. I saw this big strong woman crushing all of the combine records in the performance center. And I knew she was the one I wanted to watch my back. And that was Raquel Gonzalez. 
she said together. We dominated this brand. We dominated the women's division. She had my back. She said, but then, well, things got a little, a little, this is something like they went in the wrong direction. Raquel started to get, oh, how did she phrase it? I didn't write this down word for word, but this is really good. She basically said that Raquel got too big for her britches. And when I, and when Dakota attacked last week, she didn't see it coming because she was blinded by the success that Dakota gave her. She said that she should have been the one at the biggest takeover of all NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver to have the title shot against EO Shirai, but EO picked Raquel. And because of that, because of her, Raquel won. Now, she is going to be selfish because Raquel has been, self, has been selfish as well. I said it's time for her to be selfish and take what she believes is hers because if it wasn't for her, Raquel would not be the champion. I thought this was great. I didn't do it justice there at all. If you guys didn't see this video package for Dakota Kai, boy, you go watch it now because this was great. Dakota is a great talker, one of the better women's talkers in all of WWE, not just NXT, WWE, NXT, but in all of NXT or WWE. She may be one of the better talkers in all of wrestling right now, at least English speaking. I think when Dakota Kai talks, it's just with the, it's it's in a way that doesn't sound like she's reading a script. And it doesn't sound like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be talking about. I got to hit my points and talk about this. It just sounds like a woman or just, it sounds like a person that's just out there talking. I mean, Dakota Kai is really good on the microphone and then she gets in the ring and she's great in the ring as well. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae cut a promo saying that they know what is best for Indy Hartwell. They said that, or Gargano said that he vows to take out Dexter Loomis tonight and end Index once and for all. It was then announced that Adam Cole was dealing with a spine and a back injury based off of the brain buster he took on the steps last week. I think it was last week. Last week, Kyle O'Reilly. Yet they did state that next week on NXT, we will be getting a face-to-face with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. The face-to-face will be moderated by NXT General Manager William Regal. So next up, we had the final first-round match in the, what's called the breakout tournament. It was Trey Baxter and Joe Gacy. And for the first time in any of these weeks that they've done this thing, this tournament, they actually aired a video prior on NXT itself for both guys. So I go, hmm, not predicting, or not making it as predictable as it has been every other week. Because every other week they've had matches in this tournament, whoever's winning gets a video before the match. But... Both the guys got them within the first hour of the show. But we did get Trey Baxter versus Joe Gacy here. These two put on a great match. And the winner would uh, the winner will be moving on to take on, they didn't state win, maybe next week, I don't know, take on Odyssey Jones. But 
two had a really good match. There wasn't a lot to the match, but it was really crisp, really clean, and Baxter did win with the 450 foot stomp before scoring the pinfall. I didn't get any notes for this match, though, because I was distracted with my kids, getting them ready for their football and cheer practice, but the match wasn't that long, kept short, and again, Baxter won with the 450 foot stomp. But then we got a very weird segment. Zio Shirai and Zoe Stark at some sushi restaurant. Shirai ordered a bunch of Japanese food. And Stark in English said that she would have to, she would have whatever Shirai has. The food came in and it looked like squid and some other things. And Stark was like, oh, I don't know about this. And he was like, oh, you're going to eat, 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 eat. It's good. It's good. And so Starks takes a bite. She's like, no. They took the food, put it in a napkin, threw it on the floor. There's also a spot when she tried to use chopsticks. She pulled the chopsticks apart. One of them went flying. So she used a fork. Um, she then said, where is the green stuff? And, of course, it's wasabi. And Stark's like, oh, it's great. Try some. Not Stark's. EO. She said, it's great. Try some. So he saw wasabi and it was way too spicy. Shirai then hugged the waitress after she brought them the bill. Stark went for a hug, but Shirai pushed her away and gave her the bill. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. So India Hartwell was seen in the back. She was love struck for tonight's main event. Also. Brian Lazaro in the chat says, nice shirt. Well, if you want to pick up this shirt, send a link to it at the top of the chat. All you got to do is hit that link. It'll take us, take you to our Teespring store where you can get this shirt, YouTube style, or Wrestling Unlimited. Kind of a knockoff of the Nakamura Strong Style shirt they had a couple years back. This one's YouTube style, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited under it. If you want to check out that shirt, you can do so. Hit the link at the top of the chat. Take it to our tea spring store. Going forward. NXT champion Karrion Cross stormed in, cleared the announce table of people, and he just yelled for Joe. He's like, Joe, I'm right here. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Come on, Joe. I'm waiting. And Joe comes out, but the security's holding him back on the ramp. Karrion Cross leaves, and Joe gets in the ring. He's still trying to stop Joe. He beats their asses. Throws one guy out of the ring. He slams another guy with an STO. He then took another guy and put him in the Kokina clutch. And WWE, I think it was either WWE or WWE on Fox, tweeted out a picture. It was Joe doing a Kokina clutch, Cross doing the straight jacket. And they said, who's got the better submission? And to me, it can always be Joe. There's not a better man in pro wrestling that can look scarier and like he's going to pop your head like a pimple with a, with a rear naked choke like Samoa Joe. When Samoa Joe puts on that coquina clutch, that rear naked choke, and he gets all intense and everything, boy, does he look like he's ready to kill you. They don't say, Joe is going to kill you just because it's a cool chant to do, add X name here. No, no, no. They say it because Joe go kill somebody. I believe, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. The so-and-so's gonna kill you started with Samoa Joe. 
It started as a Samoa Joe chant that fans started. I don't remember if that was back in the next, if that started in NXT or if that was an Impact thing. Because I remember, I think it might have been an Impact where Impact fans started it. But regardless, like the first time I ever heard a so and so's gonna kill you, it was for Samoa Joe. So I could be wrong, and that maybe started before Joe or with somebody else, but I do believe that that started as a Samoa Joe chant. But Joe choked the dude out, glared a hole through the camera, and just gave a primal. Only like Samoa Joe can. They got a prime target preview. Okay, okay. Alexis Cavallo says impact. I thought I heard it at impact. Got a prime target preview. The upcoming Walter versus Ilya Dragunov 2 NXT UK Championship match. Taking place at NXT TakeOver 36. Boy. This is going to be great. Johnson740 says it started with Taz. Yeah, probably actually. Now thinking about it. Now that I think about it. Yeah, it probably was a Taz, Taz chant back in ECW. It just fits Joe so well though. Well, okay. They both did the rear naked choke. So that's why it fits Joe so well. But regardless. I was corrected there. Johnson740 says it started with Taz. You're right. You're right. It did start with Taz. Now thinking about it. I remember ECW back in the day. Taz is gonna kill you. Yeah. A lot of similarities in Taz and Joe, though, people say. Anyways. Got a nice little prime target. I hope we get a full prime target. I hope this was just the preview video, and then on Peacock or whatever, they put out the full prime target, because this is great. Hyping up Ilya Dragunov and Walter. I liked this a lot. Walter basically said he's been the NXT champion forever. Over 800 days. He's like, this is going to be the biggest match in Ilya Dragunov's career. Ilya Dragunov only gets to wrestle in America because of him. And well, Ilya Dragunov is going to learn that he doesn't need to come after him anymore. Honestly, honestly, I think this is the time you put that title on Dragunov. I really think this is the time you put that title on Dragunov. Um, since Saturday says they started with Asuka. Asuka's going to kill you. But I heard them do it for Samoa Joe years before I even knew who Asuka was, to be completely honest. Like I said, I had heard that chant back in the day in the Impact. TNA. Joe was going to kill you. So before I even knew who Asuka was, I was hearing Joe was going to kill you. Um, They said next week, NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez will be breaking her silence. They also announced that Ember Moon will be going one-on-one with Saray for the first time. And Ilya Dragunov, for the first time ever, will be in America on NXT television. He will be live in the CWC. Plus, as already announced, face-to-face, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole with William Regal as the moderator. Then we go into our main event. Johnny Gargano against Dexter Loomis in a lover or loser match. Beth... Nothing against Beth, but she gets a little too excited for this index stuff, and it's just so annoying. Oh my god, index! Index! They're together! They're a thing! It's love! Like, I get it, you're the woman, you're supposed to be excited by love, but it's coming off so in... so just fake. So like, alright, they told me I gotta be over-the-top excited about these two, because I'm the woman, and women love love, but it's just like... It just comes off fake and too much, like too over the top. 
Beth, tone it down just a little bit. Yeah. So Indy came out to the ringside area before the match even started. We're right at the beginning of the match. And Loomis went under the ring at one point. She went out under him. This then brought out Candice LeRae, who pulled her out from under the ring, who was holding hands with Dexter. So when she pulled out Indy, she also pulled out Dexter. Actually, Candice and Johnny pulled them out. Well, um, this then led to a commercial break. Not much happened before that first commercial break. Match went through a picture-in-picture. Picture. Meanwhile, Gargano retrieved his headband that he had lost earlier. Gargano also dashed a hope spot from Loomis. After the break, there was a comeback by Loomis. Um, he bumped and fed for Gargano, and Loomis was on fire. Gargano cut him off. He executed a top rope suicida. Loomis countered a slingshot spear, and Loomis used a slingshot falcon arrow. Loomis then leapt off the top rope. There's no water in the pool. Loomis had a super kick. Gargano was soon countered, and he was down, proned on the mat. Because, you know, Johnny hit the super kick. Loomis then hit a super kick. Loomis then signaled to Indy that he was going for an elbow off the top rope. Gargano, though, saw that, that signal and rolled out of the way. Loomis missed the springboard flying elbow. Gargano applied the Gargano escape, but Loomis got to the ropes. Hartwell got on the apron to distract Johnny. Loomis, with a schoolboy roll-up, got a two off of it. Gargano kicked out. That sent Loomis crashing into Indy. He was knocked off the apron into the arms of Candice. Loomis went outside to check on Indy, and Gargano caught Loomis with a swinging, a swinging DDT on the floor. Gargano then followed this up with a one final beat, and Gargano covered Loomis to pick up the victory. Afterwards, Gargano and Loray tried to take Indy away. They went up the ramp. They got to the top of the ramp, and Indy stops. He then turns around, runs in the ring, basically Thez presses Dexter Loomis, and the two start making out. This is when, when Beth just starts going nuts on commentary. She's like, oh my god, even though Johnny Gargano won Index, love still conquers all. And I'm like, shut up. And so they're making out or whatever. Johnny and Candace are mad. And Indy's on top of Loomis. Kind of like looks looks around. Goes back down. They're making out. They sit up in the ring. They're making out. And they live happy ever, happily ever after the show goes off the air. Right in to the fifth element. With that, that was NXT. How are we ever... Sp you put a fucking stipulation on this match. If Gargano wins, Indy can't be with Dexter. If Dexter wins, Johnny and Candice have to be okay with Indy and Dexter and whatever this index is. But no, Johnny wins and they say, fuck the rules, fuck the stipulations. You do this one too many times, NXT, and then we're going to start thinking, well, steps don't matter. Put steps on your matches and fuck them. I hate when shit like this happens. I get it. Love conquers all. But no. Because you literally just told us that the stipulation does not matter. Because if we come next week and Johnny and Candace are like, you're grounded, Missy. We said if, if Johnny wins and you can't, da, 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 you know? Because it was stupid in the, math at one, in the match at one point when Loomis was in control. He like almost beat Johnny one time. He got a two count. and and. Uh, Indy's or not Indy Beth says something on commentary 
where she was like, oh, and Johnny Gargano almost lost. He would have had to be okay with his son-in-law or something like that. She called Dexter Johnny's son-in-law. And I was like, this shit is getting too stupid. We need to just cut this all out and give me Johnny Gargano two years ago. The Johnny Gargano that was all business. The Johnny Gargano that wanted to be NXT champion. The Johnny Gargano that was feuding with fucking Ciampa. I'm over this. I, I've been an advocate for Johnny can be silly and goofy and fun, but then he knows when to be serious when it's time. But not anymore, because now this shit's jumped the shark. He does not need to be Goofy Johnny no more. Because when you're saying that Indy is his kid, like, I get it. They've had those jokes for months now. But when you say, if Indy is dating Dexter, Dexter is your son-in-law, what? What? Now you've gone too far with this bullshit. Now it's stupid. I need real Johnny Gargano back. Give me the Johnny and Candice that were serious. That were competitors that wanted to be champions in NXT. Because this shit is just no bueno anymore. But with that, I wonder what you guys thought of tonight's show. I wonder what you guys thought of tonight's NXT. Let's check the text. Nope, let's check the polls first. Uh, looks like the Twitch poll or the, the YouTube poll didn't work. I don't know what happened there. But as far as the Twitch poll does go, um, 67% of you didn't like NXT. Yeah. 33% thought it was all right. Nobody liked tonight's NXT. With that, let's go to the text messages. Remember, you can be part of the show. Text into 510-906-1341. Or it says, do you see Smojo winning the NXT title and NXT TakeOver 36? Yes, because... They got to take the title off of Karrion Cross since he's now a main roster superstar. So, of course, Joe wins the title. Or says, I like NXT tonight. Who do you see challenging NXT Tag Team Champions and NXT Women's Tag Team Championships? I don't know about the Women's Tag Team Championships, but for the Male Tag Team Championships, it's going to be Imperium and MSK. Or says, do you think Hit Row challenge and possibly beat MSK TakeOver? No, it's going to be Imperium. Imperium beat Hit Row last week. So why should Hit Row get the shot if they lost last week as a tag team? No, it's Imperium. First says, Karrion Cross is on the main roster. But one of the things I was going to ask you, do you think WWE is going to push him like they did next? I have no clue. The rumor going around is he's going to lose like four or five matches. And then Scarlett's going to come and, and whip him into shape or whatever. Get him back to his winning ways. I don't know. That's the rumor going around of the story they want to tell. Says, I think NXT did okay tonight. Keep doing, uh, you keep doing an amazing job on PW Unlimited. Do you see anybody still being champion after NXT TakeOver 36? I can see Swerve retaining his title if he defends against Escobar. I can see MSK retaining the tag titles. Walter will probably retain the NXT UK title, even though I would love to see Dragunov win it. And then I don't know where else we go. Kushida maybe defending against Roderick Strong. Kushida hopefully re retains. I don't want to see Strong get that belt. Not a fan of what they're doing with Diamond Mine right now, so eh, they need to build them up more. Or he says, you see Ember Moon turning heel on Saray next week. Also, I think Danny Burch will join Thatcher and Ciampa. Why? Why would Danny Burch? Um, no, Danny Burch won't join Tha Ciampa and Thatcher. And I'll think, no, no, why? He's Oni Lorcan's tag partner. He was there with Lorcan and Dunn 
he and Lorcan and Lorcan and Birch were the tag team champions, and then they had to. Oh no! That'd just be dumb. Because it wouldn't make any sense. Because it's not like you could say, well, they replaced Danny Birch with Ridge Holland. No, because originally when Pat McAfee made this group, it was Pat, Ridge, Pete, Oni, Danny. But I saw somebody say that last week. Oh, did they replace Danny Birch with Ridge Holland? No, Ridge has always been in the group. He just got her injured like two weeks in. Or says, Karrion Cross reminds me of 2016 NXT Samoa Joe, that unco- uncontrollable monster heel exactly. But unfortunately, he ain't the same on the main roster. Or says, I think NXT might be building Cole versus O'Reilly 3. They are. That's the plan. And then... Adam Cole's a free agent. The plan is for Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to have a third match takeover, and then Adam Cole can either stay with WWE or leave right after that. Like, the night after. Like, from what I've been told, NXT TakeOver 36 is the last contracted day Adam Cole has with WWE. Does he resign? We'll have to wait and see. Or says, I think NXT was good tonight. Which match on NXT TakeOver 36? Do you see being match of the... I can't that because I don't know all the matches announced yet. Versus says Phoenix shouldn't be on commentary anymore after that match tonight, LOL. I don't think she should not be on commentary. I just think they need to end this index stuff. It's kind of dumb. It's annoying. And Beth is just a little too over the top with it. I think Beth has grown and gotten a lot better as a commentator, but it's the index stuff where she just tries too hard to be over the top, love conquers all type of yeah, it's just too much. It's just a little too much. But with that, I don't want to say thank you guys for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, we'll be back here right tomorrow. Mess that up. We'll be back here, right here, same place, same time, tomorrow night for AEW and AEW Dynamite Homecoming. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Remember to follow us on social media. Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. You uh, follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited and follow us on Twitter at PWUnlimited. So with that, guys, have a great night. I will be live later, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. So follow me there. And if not, we'll see you tomorrow for AEW. AEW Dynamite Homecoming. It's all confusing because it's AEW Dynamite and then they have the homecoming name and it's not really super special. Yeah. Also, if you want to hear Cody Rhodes' thoughts from today as far as going into tomorrow's homecoming event and what he wants to do going forward in an AEW, we do have the audio up from Cody Rhodes' media call on our tw- on our YouTube channel right now. Go check that out as well. But with that, guys, have a great night, and I will see you later.